Hello and welcome to Fantasy Football Noise. We are into game week 11, chaps. Good evening, Steve Baker. Good evening. Love the way you always come to me first because I'm best. You are first and best and my favourite. And good evening to you, Wayne Mitchell. Guten Abend, wie geht es Ihnen? <laughs> Prick. <laughs> A little bit of Deutsch there for our German listeners. There aren't any, but we do have global reach. We're international. We are uh, Fantasy Football Noise Podcast International. Going to have to pick you up on a couple of points there, Wayne. Go on. There actually are some German listeners. Are they? Oh, really? Well, with, yeah, with, the, uh, with, the, with the wonderful service that is Acast, I have the facility to analyse a variety of things to do with the show, one of which is our global, and I do mean global, listenership. Super fascinating. I can confirm as I go down the list. Would you like me to list the countries we've been listened to in this week? Go on. Maybe not all of them, otherwise we'll lose our our 14 listeners. There there are more than that. There's more than that in Ireland alone. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Is Ireland on the list? Ireland is second on the list. Then we have Israel, Spain, Australia, UAE, Canada, China... And if I flick the little downward arrow, I can confirm, yep, they're in Beijing. Uh, France, Kenya, Russia, Germany, Italy, Poland, South Africa and the United States. Very good. That's Wow, Kenya. Not too shabby. Yes, so global reach indeed. Happy days. Enough of the arms around the globe, JB. Should we, uh, should we get on with some fancy football? Get down to business. Yeah, why don't we? Can I be aggressive? Can I be aggressive? Do we have to? Please do. Can I get straight into the head-to-head? I don't know why I'm being aggressive, because I didn't win. 2-1. <laughs> it wasn't me. Jay? I think it was me. It's hardly an accolade, though. I don't think I don't think one of us got 40 points, did we? Incorrect. Pay more attention. 49. 49? 49. I think even... You can't get too excited about it. I think it's best of a bad bunch is probably... You've beaten the average, mate. It was 44? 44, yeah. Yeah. Lovely. It's like all stepping in dog shit, but you've just got slightly less dog shit on the shoulder of your shoe than the rest of us. <laughs> exactly, yes. That's not, that's not a bad analogy. It doesn't say much about you two, though, does it? <laughs> Talk us through what went right for you, mate. Uh, what went right? Well, Aguero scored, Richarlison scored, um, Chupa Moting, David Silva all got assists, Alonso clean sheet. Um, nearly all of my team, eight of my team... Um, played on Sunday. It really was a super Sunday. Um, so the three that played on Saturday, with about five minutes to go, I think I was I was into the twenties. I was on twenty one points or something. It was a clean sheet for Elliot, a clean sheet for Van Dyke, and I also looked into the fact that he was he was leading the uh, the BPS point at that time. And then both teams conceded, and I ended up with yeah, well, single digits. It dropped off dreadfully. Gutted. Yeah. I had 39 points, and that's fairly disappointing, as uh, mm-hmm. as you can imagine. But I was, oh, I'm, so, I'm happy with my team. I think I am going to stick largely with the team that I've got now. It was just a disappointing week for some of my bigger names. But um, if I can uh, cut into bench agony slightly and, and let mm. you know the story on that, I I had a or we had a, uh, a a note from our dear friend Stuart Harrington on Saturday morning via Twitter, mm. uh, and he said to me. Uh, I think you're making a mistake with two West Brom uh, well, defender and a goalkeeper at the back. I yes. think you need your, your Bournemouth guys in. And uh, he advised that I put in Begovic and Daniels. Very good. And I thought, I, I was convinced that West Brom stood a better chance of getting a, a result against Huddersfield than Bournemouth did against Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Um, and to my immense distress, 
are now sitting on Foster, two points in goal, and Higazi. Did, did you not heed his advice? I didn't heed his advice, no. Oh, but he knows oh. so very much more about football than you ever will. Bergovic is in the team of the week, isn't he? Oh. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> on the basis of record, Bournemouth second from bottom, West Brom not much better, and playing Newcastle, who've had some good results. Hold on, no, no, before. no. West West Brom, West Brom are in dreadful form. I don't. I think they've won Awful. once or twice all season. Two. Well, maybe I'm just not looking at the form. Maybe I'm just looking at the record to date. That's the one you want to look at, mate. But anyway, yeah. So Begovic nine points, Daniels six points, sat on my fucking bench. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wayne. Higazi, oh. one point. Foster, two points. Oh, you haven't still got Higazi? I am. I'm going to ditch him now. Still he's That's got, enough. Still got and still playing him. He got 15 points his first week and he's got nothing from any other week. I got 31 points. Christ almighty. Okay. And but... you know, I thought, I didn't think I was going to get to 24 midway through Sunday afternoon. Absolutely awful. So on the show last week, I said that I was going to take out Mkhitaryan and bring in Salah. And on Friday night... I'm looking at your side. It doesn't look like you did that, mate. <laughs> and on Friday night, I got stingy and thought, because I had to take out Lukaku and bring in Kane, because I only brought Lukaku in because Kane was injured the week before. So Twat. I got stingy and didn't do the four points. Mm. Absolutely gutted. Well, if it's any consolation, you're in the same boat as half the country who... Uh had Kane and captained him, I would think. So we're all a bit disappointed. So, therefore, a score of 49 for me, not too bad. The team of the week got is 127. So that's that doesn't mean someone's picked that. That is the highest possible combination you could, you could get. With yeah, that's yeah. right. Five players there from uh, my two teams. <laughs> Begovic, Steve Cook, Matip, Salah and Mane. Nice to see Mane back this week. Did he play well? I didn't see the game. He did play well, yeah. He played brilliantly. Yeah, I heard I heard Salah played fantastically, and at that point I stopped reading the article before yeah. slipped my fucking wrists. Yeah, two assists for, uh, for for Mane, and one of them was wonderful. They 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 broke. I mean, to be fair, West Ham were dreadful. I think they left one player in their own half. The, the, their entire team were camped out in our attacking third, and we just broke. And it was men against boys, to be honest. But, has um, um has Mane been injured, or has he been banned for kicking? Yeah, well, he had his ban. He had his ban, and then he's been injured since. So I think he's missed probably a total of about five weeks. Oh, I see. Okay. I heard an amazing fact this week. So far this season, every single week, the most transferred in player of the previous week has scored nothing, or might be next to nothing points the following week. Did you hear that? I did. I didn't hear it, but crazy. If you're looking for evidence, I've I've got it right here. Sane transferred in two points. Yeah, Sane did it again. This week, exactly. So, the curse of the most transferred in player. Isn't that crazy? Who is it? Who's it this week so far? Well, it was Salah and good old Steve Cook. I think they were the joint highest on 15, so... Cookie. I think Cookie's unlikely to be the most transferred in, but it could it could quite feasibly... <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> 150,000 people transferring Steve Cook. Yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> it currently is Salah, with 117,000 as we speak here on Tuesday night. Uh, but I hope he's not struck with the curse. Unbelievable think, that he's the most transferred in, especially when there's an international break coming up. I mean, who who would do something like that? Who does that exactly? So I yeah I got forty nine, but where did, where does that put me in the league? That leaves me in seventeenth. Now I've I, I scored 
reasonably well, better than most people around me, but we've all gone down because we've had quite a few new additions to the Fantasy Football Noise mini-league lads. Ooh, um, some names I don't recognise in there, yeah. Slightly annoyingly, they're all coming in at the bloody top. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's where they're coming in. So if you want to join our league, please go to our Twitter page, at fantasy underscore noise, and look at the, the link on there. There you will find the code that you need. Yeah. Pleasingly, though, what is happening is those people that are appearing at the top, they are pushing Sarge further and further down the league. He's now in fifth. So your top five, Sarge in fifth with 602, Stuart Lonergan. Anyone know him? No, but he's been active on Twitter, so welcome, Stuart. Welcome, Stuart. His team's called Cheeky Punt. I like that name. Excellent. Uh, My friend Omar Manny, who lives in Australia... His team is new to the league. His team is called Maidophobia with you. I like that. He's on 618 in third. Our dear friend of the show, Adam Rat Proctor, scored 59 this week, which I think was the highest score. Top scorer. Top scorer of the league. He's on 631 in second place and top of the table still with 51 points this week and a total of 659 is your friend of mine, Stairsy, with Stairsy. Well done, Stairsy. I've, I've, I've decided to do something for Stairsy, chaps. That, uh, oh, he's that? been asking us questions. Mm. He's been engaging with us on Twitter. He's top of the league. Seems mm. like a pleasant enough character. So I've, I'm, I'm going to unilaterally... <laughs> he's all right. Pleasant enough character. Well, I've never met him. I've no idea. He might be an arsehole in the flesh. I've, I've no <laughs> idea. But I've decided to unilaterally <laughs> award him a fantasy football noise mug. Oh, well done. So He, uh, may, he may well be an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> who knows who knows Stairsy please do get in contact and I'm let us know if you're not quite, an arsehole but, I'm quite sure he uh, isn't i tell you what sorry, sorry to interrupt you did you see the picture that he posted of himself doing a bit of a Sean Connery I did uh, see that picture? Yeah. He, I tell you what I wouldn't mess with him oh was he tasty he looked like he had a pretty good fucking dead eye stare going on <laughs> yeah. um, anyway. can we also give a shout out to Trevor Scally in sixth who's joined our league who also scored 59 points this week but Trevor, you haven't capitalised Trevs in your in Ooh. your name, so I'm disappointed mm. with that. Mm. One thing Baco does not like is a grammatical error, ladies and gents. <laughs> I didn't quite uh, finish what I was saying about Stairsy there you as didn't, well. Sorry. But um, <clears throat> I have unilaterally decided to award him a, a, a fancy football noise mug for his engagement and uh, performance so far. So uh, Stairsy, you need to get in contact with your address to fancyfootballnoise at gmail.com or private message us on Twitter and we shall get one winging its way to you. Setting a bit of a precedent, perhaps, though. because I make the rules and I have decided (laughs) and you can ask as much as you like, but only if you do something outstanding will you get a fancy football noise mug. So we don't we don't award success or being top of the league manager. We just award Twitter engagement. No, there are no rules. It's just a feeling. I award on a feeling. Oh, I've got okay. a good oh, feeling nice. about Stairsy, although I did refer to him as perhaps an arsehole in real life earlier, but I didn't mean it. Maybe you should make it a jumbo mug. <laughs> I'm not sure they're available. I'll check. They should be. Everyone loves a jumbo mug. Right, we digress. His question... His question to yes. us was, chaps, what have your captaincy selections been like over the course of the 11 game weeks so far? You can't help thinking that he already kind of knows the answer. Well, he's probably done his research, yeah. And he's probably <laughs> sniggering behind his hand thinking, yes. what a triumvirate of twats they are. I'll ask them this question and listen to their tales of woe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's pretty I tell much. You what, it's, trans- it's kind of cathartic doing it because... It just proves how bad a start to the season I had. 
Go on. Why don't you go first, Baco? I had um, Ali, Vardy, Pogba. That's how I went first three. Fortunately, I pulled it back with Kane in weeks four to seven. I was I was hoping you were going to tell us the numbers, not just the bloody names, mate. What do you mean? Well, how many did they each score you? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> not just who your captains <laughs> were, you not I want to know who they were. I want to know how how it performed. <laughs> Fucking tell me that. Such a helmet. Right, Baker, go I'm going to give you, you, I'm gonna give you about right? a minute to go and find it while I tell John what mine are. Shall we edit this out as if you're not a helmet, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> or shall we leave it in? I'd leave it in if I were you. Fuck it. What are your captain picks? Oh, I'll just read you out a list of names. Wonderful. What great insight, <laughs> Baker. It's as good as your Man City insight. Fuck you, both of you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Cracks are starting to appear amongst the fancy football noise co-stars. <laughs> it all started when Baker said he was a star of a podcast. The star? The star the of star. a podcast. <laughs> right, Jay, I'm should I tell you mine? Yes, please, mate. Go for it. I assume you've got I the I started game week one with Harry Kane, two points. Next week, Ali, two. Lukaku, zero. Lukaku, 12. Lukaku, 24. Jesus, 0. Lukaku, 12. Kane, 4. Kane, 32. Morata, 10. Kane, 4. Some biggish numbers in there. Which are handy, but n- I was going to say there are some biggish numbers in there. I went uh, Lukaku, week 1, 26. Now, who can remember? What ardent fans of the show can remember? Who my captain was in game week 2? Uh, did you? Ooh. Sarge was our guest. It might help to jog your memory. Sarge was your guest. No. I can't even remember what I did on fucking Saturday. Not a clue. Sarge was my guest and he said he called me a maverick for my choice. Ah, uh, you went with the guy from Huddersfield, didn't you? Meunier. It was Meunier. <laughs> he called me a princely de point. <laughs> uh, I followed that up with a zero for Lukaku in week three. Lukaku again, 12 in week four. Then went Kane four, Aguero 22, Lukaku 12, Kane four, Lukaku 10, Richarlison two, Kane four. Not many big numbers in there. Two no. over 20. That's it. And all too many in single digits. Bako, got your numbers already? Right isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I've got my numbers. So Ali, 16. Vardy, 4. Pogba, 6. Then I went Kane for the next four game weeks. 26, 4. 26, 26. Oh, that's tidy. Nice sequence. Mm. Then he got injured. So I brought in Hazard. Oh, no, he played away. So I did Hazard, 4. Hazard, 10. Lukaku, 10. And Kane back this week, 4. Mm. So really dreadful last four game weeks for my skippers. It makes such a difference. Did you watch any of the Spurs-Crystal Palace game? I really expected them to absolutely hammer Palace. What was it, 1-0 in the end? Palace played well. Did they? Yeah, Sacco yeah, back in their back line makes a world of difference to them, doesn't it? <laughs> Comedy, former Liverpool centre-half. No, I'm serious. It's... It... He sorts them out a treat. Steadies the ship. But surely, surely it takes more than just one player to steady a ship that was as shaky and sinking as Crystal Palace, surely? Well, yeah, but they've done much better since Woy, haven't they? And they've not been losing four and five. So he sorted them out and then Sacco coming back into that back line further steadied them. So I, I, don't, I simply don't believe it. I don't believe that Sacco is the difference. I respect your analysis, but I know that he's also... Really shit. He's actually not really shit. You speak to uh, game week three or four, was it our guest, James Macy? 
Crystal Palace season ticket holder massively rates him. Really? Yep. You know, he's not a marauding player who's going to get forward, but he gets in the bloody way a lot. So are we to say now that any team that comes up against Crystal Palace, you shouldn't be immediately captaining their top scorer because Palace are not the pushover they were for the first, what, seven or eight game weeks of the season? Yeah, I am saying that. I think those days are gone. Because okay. be, they've been much better organised under Roy. And yeah, I'm not saying they're going to win every game. So who are our new whipping boys then? Or are there not? I'm sorry to say, I think it might be might be Swansea City. Oh. After our abject performance on Saturday. Mm. And Brighton didn't have to do too much to beat us. It did look poor, mate. It was awful. I watched I watched 30 minutes of the first half and I couldn't watch it anymore. Just, Tom Carroll was... gave the ball away about... Ten times. I was going to say there were half. so many dreadfully overhit passes, just straight oh. out, straight out of play. Unreal. <laughs> Professional footballers. I don't care what level. Just you've just kicked oh. that twice as far as you, as you should have kicked it. <laughs> Did they show all that on Match of the Day? I didn't watch Match of the Day on Saturday night this week. They didn't show all of it, but they certainly showed enough that I got the picture. <laughs> Did they? Right. Okay. Oh, it was well, I had to sit through half an hour of it. Dreadful. Yeah. I tell you, one of the things I absolutely hate hearing when I'm watching football is when a commentator says, ah, he's put that on his wrong foot. So, uh, wrong foot? He's a professional footballer. Surely. Now you, now you just said really old. Uh, surely, though. <laughs> surely, for all the things that professional athletes do, just learn to kick it with your other foot as well. That That, that is a man who's got neither foot speaking. <laughs> <laughs> just assumes that professionals have got both feet. Yeah, I don't think it's a given. I, I, well, I actually have got both feet, as it happens, Bako. You would never <laughs> hear someone say about a goalkeeper, ah, he's got that on his wrong hand. I'll tell you what annoys me is the amount of fucking missed penalties lately. Is it me or are there more missed pens this season than usual? <laughs> While we're on the subject of missed pens, and we'll come straight back to that very salient point that you were making, mm. I believe I was saved and given a tenner by a missed penalty on, on this oh, Sunday afternoon. Exactly, well, that's what I was coming to. <laughs> I fucking believe it. Watford 2 0 up. I was like, yes. Are we talking better of the week, chaps? We are be- better <laughs> of the week, yeah. Was it Everton Watford? Everton Watford. Bako had uh, Everton. I had Watford. I thought it was a really safe bet. When you took it on, I was like, yes, I'll take, I'll take that. Watford doing really <laughs> nicely. They were 2 0 up after, I'm not sure how long. 65 minutes? Maybe? Yeah, well into the second half. And um, yeah, it lost it 3 2. Cleverly missed a fucking penalty and added time, didn't he? When we recorded this last week, I did think I think I did say Everton deserve a change of luck. Yeah, and boy, boy, did they get it on Sunday <laughs> afternoon in spades. Yeah, absolutely delighted. Yeah, well done. So uh, that's you, ten pounds up on me. Thank you very much. And that's your first bet between each other, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And just to recap, that leaves the overall head-to-head for the for the scores between the three of us. I believe I move on to five now, so it's five three three. Correct. All right, guys. Well, um, some of you may have noticed that we've now got some advertising, which is creeping into uh, our podcast, which is uh, nice. I never thought I'd be so pleased to hear an advert. Um, But um, so what we're going to do is we're going to call it a day for part one and to hopefully entice you to come back the other side of an advert that you may hear. I'm going to give you a little teaser, a little little halftime teaser, boys. So you ready? Ready. Love a teaser. Think about this one. Which three current Premier League teams haven't appeared in an FA Cup final in the last 50 years? Good one. I like it. I'll leave it with you. 
I'll give you the answer to that question in a minute. Give it some thought for a few more. We've obviously got the international break now coming up now for two weeks, which is always annoying. I don't know anyone that welcomes it, but we've been approached by somebody else who's recommended something else to us for the interim, Wayne, to think about. Yes, we have been recommended uh, a draft game called Draft Fantasy. So I don't know how many of our listeners have have played Draft Fantasy League. I know that uh, the FPL has their own version of it. Um, But we've been recommended one at draftfantasyfootball.co.uk. And uh, apparently its functionality is is some way better than the FPL version. Um, one of the things, that, so we've taken a little look into it, and uh, we've I think we've decided, haven't we, amongst us chaps, that we will start a league. One of the the main attractions. I have in started the f- league. You have started Ooh, a league lovely. already. Don't well I? done, John. You, you you move pretty fast, don't you? I'm not here to fuck about, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> so we've taken a little look into it. You've set up a league. Um, we're going to give it a go, I think, because you can play some shorter shorter games on, on the draft format. Also, one of the things I quite liked the look of um, was you can do something called lightning drafts, where you can actually put some money in the pot and have a little bit of a wager against each other. So uh, I thought I quite liked the idea of that. So uh, we're looking for Always any like opinions from people out there that have played it or have any uh, views on it and whether we... Yeah, and how they use it, but yeah, I'm I'm keen to give it a go. Actually, I'm, I yeah. literally have no idea what the pair of you are talking about. So, does it happen on the weekend at the same time as actual football? So, in a nutshell, Steve, way, the way this works, and for anyone who's not familiar, um, well, for starters, this website that we're talking about is is called DraftFantasyFootball.co.uk. It's their version of it, um, and rather than it being a salary cap game, the main FPL game that we always talk about where you get a fictional budget and players have fictional values and you obviously choose your team and you're limited to, to stick within that. The way this works is there's no player values. Players don't have a cost. Um, and we will have a draft. So once we finalise our league and the number of teams that are in it, apparently we're going to have about eight. Apparently eight is optimum. Um, so then we'll do a draft. And you can either do that live or you can or you can pre-set your list. So you can basically rank your priorities. So you might have Kane top, Sanchez second, or Barrow um, next, whatever you want. Um, how do they score points? Then, I think they score points in very much the same way. I think it might be slightly different here and there. So basically Mitch is going to finish bottom of that as well. By the end of the draft, we will each have a completely unique team. So that is the main sort of benefit of it over the version that we play. Whereas you, by the end of the season, you'll quite often find that half the players in your league have got a lot of the same players duplicated. So it's quite difficult to make up ground. Mm. Sounds good. And that is the key point, that in in the draft game, you, you effectively bid for players and uh, you can transfer individuals between teams, but only one yeah. team in your league can have that player. Sounds interesting. Right. So listen, I think you can probably tell that uh, we're no experts in it, but I think it sounds like fun. And I especially like the idea of trying to win a bit of dough because I'm certainly not going to win any dough in our... Uh, in our mini league this season, so uh, particularly attractive for someone like me doing badly, or off of either of us, or off of <laughs> either of you, correct? They also offer a variety of different formats of the game within their website, so it'd be interesting to have a little play around. Lovely, sounds great, John. Can we have, please, can we have the answer to the quiz question? Because I think I sure, I've got it. You think you've got all three? I well, I'm I've got a fifty-fifty from a third one. Okay. Would you like to give it... Which we asked Wayne if he's got any suggestion, any idea, any offering at all. Yes. The question was, which three current Premier League teams haven't appeared in, in an FA Cup final in the last 50 years? Right. I, I, I know one for definite. Go on. Go on. Hit me with it. 
AFC Bournemouth. Correct. AFC Bournemouth Correct. is one. Very good. And another team who's never played in an FA Cup final is Swansea City. I thought this was a question well geared up to you, indeed. Correct. Can I go for the final one? Go for the final one. I am going to go Huddersfield. Yeah, I was going to go Huddersfield or Burnley, but I think I'll go Huddersfield as well. Did we get three? You backed the wrong horse, Steve. It's Burnley. Oh, fucking Burnley, you bastards. Never mind, that's pretty good. Pretty good going. So every other side has played in an FA Cup final in the last 50 years. Apparently so, wow. according to Question of Sport. <laughs> Your source of any quiz questions. Normally, yeah. Don't take it up with me, take it up with Sue Barker. Um, Something I just wanted to tell you about, chaps. There was um, something that Baco said in the last episode that reminded me of a little story. If you're interested, that is. Always. Absolutely. I'm literally on the edge of my seat, mate. Fucking love a story. And and, and as we go through the story, maybe you can try and guess the word that it was that you said, Baco. (laughs) Romania? No, not that one. So, several years ago, when I first met my wife... It wasn't the C-bomb, was it? Well, wait and see. Um, Many years ago, when I first met my wife, I had a a funky little sports car, a Mazda. Very low to the ground, sporty, quite nice. (laughs) Were you a hairdresser at the time? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, listen. um, When we met, she lived in London. And uh, as you know, parking is a premium in London. And so I used to park in the gated parking outside the back of her flat... There wasn't a parking space for me, so I had to kind of wriggle my car into a little gap somewhere and somewhere where it wouldn't offend too many people. Um, and, yeah, you know, I did that week after week. Um, one day I came down and I'd clearly parked it somewhere where someone didn't want me to park it. And I, I found that using maybe a screwdriver or similar, someone had scratched the word that you mentioned last week, into the bonnet of the car. Oh, no! Definitely wasn't Romania. <gasps> so they had, they had scratched in in foot-high letters the word cunt into the bonnet of my Mazda RX-8. The bonnet? Really? In the bonnet. Foot-high foot letters. And... Um, <laughs> Block caps. <laughs> whatever implement they'd used... I, I think a screwdriver. They'd scratched it so hard that they'd taken it through the, the, the navy blue paint right down to the metal. So you had a dark blue car with foot-high white cunt written on the bonnet. Now, slightly amusing in its own. That's, that's nearly as good as cockpit partridge, isn't it? <laughs> Cook past babtridge. Well, actually, I did try and fix it, and, and the story goes on. So... Um, the, the garage where I had to have it fixed, they couldn't fit it in for a couple of weeks. So I ended up for two, about two weeks, maybe even three weeks, any time that I went somewhere in my car, pulled into a car park or a security gate somewhere from work, <laughs> the first thing that the attendant saw was cunt written in foot-high letters on the front of my car. Um, so, I, so, so I eventually thought, I've got, I, can't, I can't keep driving around like this. So I got a Sharpie pen, and I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll fill it in. And the only colour I had was black, so I thought, I'll, f- I'll fill it in with a black Sharpie pen so that no one can see it. In fact, it had quite the opposite effect. All it did was make the cunt go from white to black. Give it a drop shadow. Yeah. <laughs> Stood out slightly more. Yeah, yeah. How have we never heard this story? It's wondrous. I don't know. I think we know who it was, was as well. Holly had a mad, really? mad neighbour. Mad neighbour who had uh, taken a shine to Holly, and when I came on the scene, was uh, a little bit put out, so we think had uh, decided Ooh. to take to my car. Yeah. 
It wasn't anything to do with your choice of parking space. <laughs> or your little sporty or, hairdresser's car. Or car. Could have been all of the yeah. above. All of the above. Or your nose. <laughs> and my and my swarthy looks. <laughs> and usually dark skin for a white man. Yeah. For a gypsy. So there we go. That was yeah, the little story that you dropping the C-bomb once last week. I mean, I've just dropped it there about five or six times, I think. You so have. Well, there we go. We've, we've certainly upped our explicit rating for this week. Nice. I think you've done that just for competitive purposes. <laughs> we'll go some way to beat that number of C-bombs, I think, in future weeks. Great stuff. All right, well, should we quickly look um, ahead? We're going to, I think we're agreed, we're going to have a little bonus preview episode um, at the end of the international break. So we'll release that uh, just before the next round of fixtures. But if we just quickly look ahead and see uh, if there's anything that catches the eye. The top of the tree, obviously, is the uh, North London derby, Arsenal Spurs. I know. Fantastic. Harry Kane away from home against the relatively poor defence. It's going to be Harry Kane time if he comes back from his injury, I think. And he's certainly not going to pick up any injury because he's not even playing in the friendlies, is he? So uh, he should be fighting fit with a two-week break. Should be. Uh, Liverpool at home to Southampton. I think that's got goals written all over it. Your your second team, John Bournemouth, at home to Huddersfield. That feels like a game where they could get a result, doesn't it? And uh, and uh, give them some well needed points. It does. Well, they did. They did ever so well at Newcastle. I thought they ground out. Didn't they just ground out a tremendous? They've been defending much better. They've been much much more solid at the back. They've got a decent little run now, actually, of, of some games that they should pick up some points. Hopefully, so. Thanks to West Ham's abject performances, we are now out of the bottom three. So that's nice. And yeah. You'd like to think that uh, might be able to get something out of the Huddersfield game. So, Callum Wilson back now as well. And your beloved Swans, Baco, away at Burnley. That feels like uh, a gettable result as well, does it? Yeah, we've got a good good record at Turf Moor. I quite fancy at Burnley. Again, we've still, still got a decent record away from home. So, I, I quite fancy that one. What about your man, Richarlison? Watford are playing at home on Sunday against the Hammers, aren't they? Yeah, he, he, he likes an away fixture, Richarlison, doesn't he? Well, he, he likes an away fixture, yeah. So I don't know if I'll be able to go with him or not. You've got West Ham with a new manager, albeit David Moyes. Um, <laughs> will, will there be a bounce back factor for them? I do don't think? think so. I think they're going down. That's a strange appointment, isn't it? It is. Did you see the Paddy Power uh, yeah. dildo <laughs> selection? <laughs> it was so good. So good. Yeah, I can't I can't see anything but them going down. They look dire. That's it. Yeah, they've gone. <laughs> gone. Past tense. Eleven weeks in. <laughs> <laughs> Almost a third of the season. And they they're, yeah. they're not gonna I mean they've got David Moyes as manager, they're not gonna get out of this. Trying to be devil's advocate, he was decent at, at Everton. He made them very hard to beat. Yeah, in years three to eight. Didn't achieve a no one's deal, gonna, though, did he really? No one's gonna give him three years. <laughs> They didn't get relegated twice in years one and two, though, did they? They didn't, but they're, so, they're a decent side. Mm. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. And what do we think about Crystal Palace Everton? We mentioned Palace earlier, and John, you seem to think that they're uh, they're on the up. They're playing Everton. Do you think that's a game they can win there at home? I certainly think it is a game they could win. I mean, mm. I think that's one they would certainly have earmarked for three points. How did Zaha get on at Wembley? I didn't see the game. It was pretty anonymous, mate, to be honest. Oh, was he? Okay. Two points. He was kept quiet. So, but then again, back at home against Everton, could be a good one to back. Zaha has now got a wonderful run of fixtures. I'll quickly read them out to you. Yes, please. Their next six 
their next six are all fixed to difficulty rating twos. FDR two. FDR two. The next six: Everton and Stoke at home. Then they've got two away: Brighton and West Brom. Then they've got two at home: Bournemouth and Watford. That's the next six. So that's wow. fairly tasty for Zaha. Could be one to watch. So, chaps, is that uh, is that a fixture that you want to take as a bet of the week? Or should we leave that until next week, given we've got the international break? Yeah, it just feels too early. It feels like you're talking mm. about Christmas in, in October. <laughs> that sort of thing. Not quite the same, but similar. Having said that, I have been eating mince pies since October. Have you? I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. I love a mince pie. Our family motto is, if they're selling them, we're buying them. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love a mince pie. Yeah, let's leave that till the little preview show, shall we? In your family yeah. motto, do you convert that into Latin to put on your, uh, your shield? <laughs> Crest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My children have both got uh, blazers and bonnets with it emblazoned. <laughs> if anyone does know what, if they're selling them, we're buying them, is in Latin, I'd, we'd love to hear from you. Someone with a classical you, education. You oh, prick. <laughs> wonderful partridgeness. That's brilliant. <laughs> Lovely way to end the show. Gentlemen. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Shall we call it a night? Yeah, let's do that. Do we have to? Okay, I, have, I have so much enjoyed it again. So much fun. Okay, yes, we do. Right, we will be back with our Game Week 12 preview show on November the 15th. Until then, enjoy the international break. Do get in touch if you uh, want to talk about draft fantasy or any other questions for us. We are at fantasy underscore noise on Twitter. Um, and we would love it if you could rate us, uh, give us a nice five-star rating um, and a review on iTunes. That would be wonderful. We're still in the top 100, 200? 200, 150, something like that. Yeah, we're, we're there about, which we're, we're happy with. So um, keep the ratings coming in, please. That would be lovely. And let's not forget our new Facebook page. If you search at Fantasy Noise, you will see our our page there and you can get in touch with us on Facebook. Wonderful. Share us with all your friends. We're getting there, boys, aren't we? We're getting there. Social media domination. We're almost seeming professional. (laughs) If Mitch hadn't said the word cunt five times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's hope the advertisers aren't too turned off by that, shall we? I'm sure they'll be all over it. They'll love that. Fuck them. Laugh it up. <laughs> right, boys, that's it. Good night. Ciao. Good night. Cheers. Cutie music. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.